Welcome back to the In My 20s podcast. I am your favorite host, The Social Butterfly. This is 23-year-old Ahmad Arbery. Police say that he was gunned down while out for a jog. To demand justice for Brianna Taylor. She was shot and killed by police in Louisville, Kentucky, while she was inside her apartment back in March. Outrage from the graphic video of Floyd dying, spilling onto America's streets. Hi, everyone. Um, this episode is going to be more on the heavy side. But I wanted to come on here and share my thoughts on the recent events that have literally set this country on fire because this is a safe space. At least it is for me. But before we begin, I just want to stop right now because this is a wellness check. Please take this time to let me know how you are really doing. Not the robot program. I'm doing good. I'm okay. We've gotten comfortable saying. How are you really doing? If you have my number, please text me your answer or comment under this episode's Instagram post or even DM me if you don't feel comfortable publicly commenting. But I wanted to take time to first check on y'all, especially my Black listeners, because I love y'all and I understand what you're going through and I want to be there for y'all in any way that y'all allow me to be. Honestly, for me personally this week has just been so incredibly exhausting and draining um not only was i just dealing with my own shit fighting my own demons prior to this um dealing with this has just been so disheartening um especially because i'm very much an empath so i'm constantly always feeling the energy and the emotions that other people feel and so I'm dealing with other people's emotions as well as my own emotions my own anger everybody else's anger everybody else's frustration everybody else's hurt and it's been a lot for me to process um especially just you know being on social media um watching the news but for those that don't know you're literally living under a rock America is currently fighting two deathly viruses COVID-19 and racism. As if living in quarantine and social distancing wasn't enough, we have been experiencing an alarming amount of deaths related to police brutality. And it seemed like it was just one after the other, like every day, every week, there was a new Justice for Instagram story post going viral, news coverage, tweets, etc. Ahmad Arbery was shot and killed while on a jog in South Georgia by two white men. Justice for Breonna Taylor, who was shot and killed eight times in her own home, in her own bed, March 13th, because cops came looking for drugs they never even found. And justice for George Floyd, who was murdered by four police officers in broad daylight. Black people are tired. We are hurting. We are tired of being killed, of feeling unsafe in our own country, killed for minding our own damn business, killed because of our skin color, feared because of our skin color, hated because of our skin color. We are hurt. We are mad. We are angry. And Black lives matter. And at this point, I'm tired of trying to explain 
what Black Lives Matter means. It has literally been broken down so many times since I was a kid when I first experienced Trayvon Martin's death that a child can understand what Black Lives Matter means. So do not try to force this all lives matter bullshit on me because you don't even know what that means. And what's crazy is that every single time all lives matter pops up, it's to counter black lives matter. But why doesn't all lives matter any other time? They literally have no credentials. It's not even a real group. It's always silence when black people are killed. Why are all lives matter silent when indigenous women are raped and kidnapped? Why are all lives matter silent when children are being held in ISIS custody? Let's not forget that y'all's president is currently running concentration camps. Who is all? And why are y'all lying? Quickly, a revolution has begun. We are literally living through a future U.S. history textbook chapter right now that our future kids are going to be reading one day. It started with looting big billion dollar corporations and businesses that have literally profited from the appropriation of our culture. It's so hilarious to me that when black people die... Yeah, white silence. That's what that was. White silence. But the second we start revolting against white supremacy and loot y'all's tarjay, all of a sudden, y'all are vocal. That is so comical to me. Y'all are ready to die about a billion dollar corporation that literally has said that one story getting looted did not even affect them. And what's honestly so surprising to me was that Target's homophobic ass actually entered the chat to stand in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. But y'all were crying white tears for them. I just, I am so annoyed with the fact that whites and Uncle Toms are on social media talking about looting isn't the right way to go about this. Really? Cause y'all had an issue when we peacefully protested by kneeling. So what is it? Since you got your degree and you know a fucking thing. <laughs> if you know, you know. But no, really, like, why is it only an issue when black people do it? As if white people weren't at the fucking Capitol with rifles and shit protesting for fucking haircuts during quarantine untouched. Assault rifles, y'all. And y'all's president really had the nerve to sit on Twitter and call them good people who are just fed up. But when black people peacefully protest, they're thugs. This Cheeto head motherfucker literally gave them the okay to shoot at black people. What the fuck does when looting starts, shooting starts mean? And more recently, today, he had the audacity to basically say that a civil war could be upon us. In 2020, during a fucking pandemic while many people are jobless. <sighs> Y'all's president is crazy as hell. He is a fascist. 
And what's so hilarious about this is that this country was literally founded on looting and rioting. But y'all expected black people to pray racism way and sing Negro spirituals? Fuck off. Black people are tired, point blank period. Black exhaustion, black trauma is a daily experience we go through and you really want to open your mouth to speak on how we should respond to racism? I'm so tired of white people and coon-ass black people using MLK for how we should conduct protests as if y'all didn't kill him. Y'all literally murdered Martin Luther King Jr. White people have literally romanticized the fuck out of the civil rights era. Like their grandparents did not murder this peaceful protesting man that MLK was. And for the record, black people have every right to burn down a country they built for free against their will. And as Angela Davis so eloquently put it, it's about the principles, the goals you're striving for, not in the way you reach them. As I'm filming this, and I know I won't get it put up literally tonight or even the next day, maybe the next day, but as of right now, we are currently on day seven of protesting, going on day eight. Um, and I've seen massive protests and uproars, I'm not going to call them riots, in major cities like Dallas, Atlanta, Chicago, California, etc., Seattle. And there's also been a couple in my home state that due to work I missed out on, but for the next one, I don't give a fuck. I'm calling in if I have to work and that's on Angela Davis, okay? <laughs> Um, I'm also really sad that I missed the protest that was in my home city of Tulsa, Oklahoma, which was held on the anniversary of the Tulsa Race Massacre, okay? It wasn't a riot, it was a massacre. And for those that don't know, in 1921, white supremacists killed more than 300 black people and burned down black businesses and homes that made up Black Wall Street, which was a very prominent black town at the time not a single family has received reparations for this massacre and the over two million dollars worth of insurance is still unpaid we know it's crazy i grew up 20 minutes outside outside of greenwood i grew up in a suburb this was never a part of the history lesson this was never in a single history class i was in not oklahoma history not u.s history nothing because america knows that knowledge is power so they watered down and white-ified history it's so crazy that i live in oklahoma that i grew up 20 minutes outside of greenwood and i did not know about the tulsa race massacre one thing that has been extremely embarrassing to witness i'm so sorry but y'all indirectly shading y'all's white friend friends for being silent um now i'm not gonna judge because I was there, but I learned years ago to cut those people off because they're not my friends. Um, because if they're your friends, if they're still your white friends right now, were they not silent during Take a Knee two years ago? Have they not been silent after every other black death that's led up to this revolution? You begging them to speak up like they didn't already give you an answer with their silence their silence is literally speaking volumes 
And you don't need to shade them for not speaking up because at this point, if they do it, it's because you bullied them. They felt bullied by society, by their followers, by the people they follow to speak up. It's not genuine because if it was genuine, they would have done it cut them off and prosper my black kings and queens and that's really my first advice is to please stop wasting your time and energy begging for y'all's white friends to speak up they were never your friends to begin with because if they were they would be on the front lines with you they would be sharing and advocating against police brutality against racial injustice and they're not so go ahead and put that energy into something or someone who needs it because at the end of the day you do not have to be black to recognize that this shit is fucked up and that's exactly what white privilege is it's choosing to stay uninformed because ignorance is bliss that's why white twitter and black twitter probably look completely different because white twitter is probably talking about saving turtles and shit with metal straws they're probably talking about their favorite club reopening sometime soon while black people are literally exhausted, their mental health is deteriorating right now, but they get to be ignorant. They are choosing to ignore what their counterparts are currently facing, and their silence at this point is betrayal. If they're not anti-racist, then they're not your friends. And um, I actually watched the show on Hulu called Snowfall, which I would tend to recommend um, for various reasons, but there was this one scene that... I actually just so happened to watch this episode the first day of the rioting in that happened in that Target. And it was a scene between a white drug dealer who's um, actually a CIA undercover um, and a black man who is like this really big drug dealer in L.A. And it takes place in, I believe, the 80s, I want to say. And basically, um, the black man is talking about how... America would look like if it was truly free and the white guy was like well it is like you know and the black man laughed and he was like you don't believe that and he was like white people fight so that they can keep having what they already have or get more of black people are fighting for survival and white people don't give a fuck whether black people make it or not and the white man says well, I never said your people didn't get the bad end of the stick. I'm just saying, like, just because the playing field isn't level, that we're not all given the same opportunity. The black guy says, you really believe that? And he goes, yeah, that's what makes America great. The black man says, what you don't realize, that there are two different types of Americas, and we do not live in the same one. And I think that speaks volumes, because white people and black people currently in the United States have a very altered perception of what America is. White people wanted to go back to what it was before all this, but before all this, it was still racial systematic oppression. It was never great. And that's why we will never ever come to a consensus, I feel like, because we have two altered perspectives of what America really looked like, what America currently looks like. And that's why we need to stop trying to beg these celebrities and having this like white savior complex with white people because at the end of the day if they aren't trying to actively educate themselves on racial injustice and they don't give a fuck. And currently celebrities and big brands and student organizations are now speaking up about 
releasing statements um, in solidarity with Black Lives Matter as if it's a trend. I could really give a fuck about the statements because if you really cared about Black Lives, you would have been and released that statement. Like I said, we're going on day seven. Why are you just not releasing the statement? You're doing it because it's trendy. You're not doing it because you actually care. I mean, for instance, the NFL had the caucasity to release a statement in solidarity with BLM as if Kaepernick was not blacklisted for years, for years. Like, I have to laugh as if all sporting leagues aren't modernized slavery profiting off of black men's talent. Are y'all ready to talk about it? I'm not even going to discuss the celebrities right now because I'm going to get to it later. But your white friends and these celebrities that y'all are idolizing and these big corporations that y'all love so much, pay attention. Pay attention to the ones that you've called your friend but have stayed silent. Pay attention to those that fetishize black men but have stayed silent. Pay attention to those that appropriate black culture but have stayed silent. Pay attention to the black celebrities that have stayed silent because a white man signs their checks. Pay attention to other marginalized groups who only care about racism, sexism, and discrimination when it relates to their marginalized group. Pay attention to those that feel like speaking up against racism throws off their brand. Don't always waste your energy on these people, but note it and move accordingly because we, this revolution has just started and we don't want to have burnout worrying about people and organizations that are not for us and that have shown us time and time again. It's time to put this energy where it can be useful. Now, for me personally, I go to a university that has numerous racial incidents every goddamn year and the black community holds rallies, marches, incidents literally all the time. So I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. It's honestly been hard for me because I've already been numb to racism because I've experienced it so heavily on my college campus. It's like when you experience it so often, it's honestly hard to continue to allow it to disturb your peace. And that's heartbreaking to know that I can see I'm like soaking in all this trauma, all this heartbreak, all this pain, all these deaths, and I can continue to scroll, you know, like it takes a while for it to actually affect me. Um, but I know I have to stay angry. I have to stay hungry for change because giving up is what they want and I'll never give them that satisfaction. I will not silence myself when George Floyd couldn't breathe. He could not breathe and he was still talking. I will never silence myself. I will not stop fighting when Ahmad was killed jogging. I will not grow comfortable when Brianna was killed in her own bed. And that is why we fight the fight that we do. Of course, in the midst of all of this, Social media doesn't make it easy for people to speak their mind and get away with it because there's a paper trail and people, for whatever reason, they love to hop on Twitter or Instagram live and speak before they think. And it's really sad that in a time where black people are fighting for equality, that there are black people who are actively being coons on the timeline. So there's been a number of them, might I add, 
but these are the ones that just really stuck out to me <laughs> so these are the coons of quarantine <laughs> the coons of the revolution i would have to say the first one would have to be shamik moore now shamik moore is a g-list celebrity he's been around for a very long time he hasn't peaked okay um he decided to hop on twitter and basically say that black people are dying because they don't know how to act with police what hmm what And then he decided to say that at the time that Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat, that she could have easily taken a coloreds only taxi. So of course, Black Twitter had an uproar. Then he decided to hop his coon ass on Instagram Live trying to defend his statement. You know what, Negro? <laughs> because I'm sorry, I thought a nigga who whose R&B career fell off, has something to say. Then we have B. Simone, who basically was saying that she will not be protesting because it against it's against her faith and she's all about peace and love. And you know social media dragged the fuck out of her because, girl, how you be on Wild and Out talking about sucking somebody's dick, but protesting is where your faith draws the line. <laughs> Jesus literally protested everything. He stood alone by what he stood for in many instances. <laughs> so, of course, she got canceled. Uh, then she wanted to document her ass out with the people protesting like she wasn't just canceled for her original statement. And we have D.D. Westbrook. Now, for those that don't know, Dee Dee Westbrook is a former OU football player who now plays for the Jaguars, and yeah, he's not that great. Anyways, let me go to these tweets. Now, Dee Dee Westbrook has a multitude of baby mamas. Um, I'm actually friends with one of them. She's really great, but they're all white. So, she... So... Tokyo Jets, I guess. She's also on the coon list, but we'll get to her. Um, she starts a thread on Twitter exposing Dee Dee Westbrook for the coon self-hating man that he is. So she's saying how she had started talking to him for a while. He was with his family um, and apparently he was raised by his white girlfriend's mom. She said, not the issue, but remember this important fact. His real mom is very much still alive, but he treated her like shit, and I couldn't understand why. Remember this part of the story because it's important. So she said that she stayed for a week in his hometown, and then she left and went back home to Atlanta, and that's where everything got weird. She said a white girl had wrote her and was like, you talk to my boyfriend. Her name is Katie. Um, so she basically said that she had remembered seeing her name pop up on his phone and he lied and said that she worked for him. Um, then the white girl proceeds to send Tokyo a picture of Dee Dee and said, you talk to my nigga. <laughs> oh my God. A white girl mm, had the audacity, to ca the caucasity to hop in a black woman's message and say, you talk to my nigga? 
interesting different so of course she's exposing him and he's like block her she's just trying to ruin us um she said during this time i found out he never dated a black girl and didn't think they were attractive but i made the cut because i wasn't black as fuck what she said mind you he's black as fuck if you don't know who dd westbrook is please google him right now so um she said that she ended things with him and then he pops up again and she's like maybe he's changed and then he said that he wanted her to have his baby so she goes so me remembering things i'm like and what if the baby dark-skinned it he says that's not possible because your son is bright she said mind you he has four kids all mixed very important but continuing so i respond like nigga you black though the fuck and he says i'm not like it's not like i'm black like daniel i'm like brown and she compares a picture of her baby daddy to him and her baby daddy is in fact lighter than him but he said that he's lighter than so that was just delusional on so many accounts um she said no you're black and your baby could be black so you gonna love them less than your other kids she said this nigga replies shit i don't know but i know they're gonna be ugly as fuck huh the self-hate is literally leaping out i would have to say he's number one coon um she goes so i'm like what if your son brings home a black girlfriend he's like oh hell nah her ugly ass gonna have to go and she basically said that she called him out on being you know self-hating and he said i just have a preference and it's lighter so she sends receipts of their text messages and um in one of the messages he said oh so you finally saying i'm light-skinned and she was like no i meant us as in x y and z and he said oh i thought you were talking about me i got excited as hell she said except that you're black he said i'm not black i'm brighter than daniel she said you're in deep denial um she said why do you think that why do you feel like that's a bad thing he said because dark is ugly have you seen black ass niggas what it's so sad she's the important point is that i wasn't wrong from the beginning and this nigga really hates himself his real family his real mom black women or anyone quote-unquote dark as fuck doesn't even recognize his blackness because he has been convinced that that's ugly and honestly he needs all the prayer in the world y'all because i need him to wake up one day and look himself in the mirror and realize that he is a black man okay but tokyo jets is not um off the hook either she has also been a part of the coon of the quarantine because the video surfaced of her saying i'll george floyd your ass hmm <laughs> what bro what how fucking insensitive and of course she comes out with a statement crying about how she didn't mean what she said and girl bye mind you dd westbrook has yet to make a single statement and these tweets went viral okay viral like he is disgusting but everything's not completely negative because there have been celebrities that have been using their platform correctly which is what you do when you have a platform you use it to spread awareness jackie Ina has been number one jackie since day one has been advocating and calling out 
white influencers or just non-black influencers who literally are profiting from appropriating black culture haven't said anything she's called out brands that have done the same she even added the brands she didn't just talk about them she added them she added fashion nova revolve and pretty little thing and demanded them speak up against racial injustice and then we have story lines um who has been calling man this man really gave us quarantine radio was giving was donating money into people's cash apps because of their talents and then this man wanted to hop on and call out celebrities that are against protesters who haven't even been on the front lines with them and basically told them to shut the fuck up because if you don't if you haven't been out there if you wasn't with them shooting in the gym then you don't have an opinion and you shouldn't be voicing yourself then he dragged the fuck out of shakina shakana whatever her name is um on instagram live on his instagram um and it's so funny because with his quarantine radio, he was getting like 300, 400,000 people hopping on celebrities, like all types of A-list celebrities. But the second he talks about protesting and racial injustice and telling celebrities they need to shut the fuck up, he only has like 12,000 views telling. Um, Chrissy Teigen is also um, one that I have really appreciated. She um, is donating $100,000 to bail out protesters. Um, Drake is also doing the same. This is what celebrities need to be doing. It's not enough to be like, I see you. Which is another thing that's really pissing me off. I hate... <laughs> Non-black people have been on here talking about, I'm not black, but I see you. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> what? <laughs> but yeah, so basically to wrap up, you know, there's still work to be done. Obviously, this is just the beginning. Um, but above all else we just need to dismantle the system it's not just fuck 12 it's fuck the entire system the racist doctors that kill our black women in childbirth the judges that convict our people of crimes that's evidence that's evidence is so obviously detects them as innocent but giving them life sentences in a prison system that is literally modernized jim crow it's not enough to just have representation in those fields within the system because the system was never for us to begin with people can't say the system is broken no the system is literally working how it was intended to because it was never intended for equality and when you guys realize that you'll wake the fuck up so how can you help um donate there's a lot of threads going around on twitter of donation places you can donate to help the cause um there's also threads where you can sign numerous petitions um and you can attend protests um if you're a white person be an ally be on the front lines because time and time again it shows that cops are not going to get violent with white people so if you guys are on the front lines you are literally doing your job that is what using your white privilege for the greater good is fighting on the front lines i know in the midst of all this my mental health has been deteriorating and i know everybody else has as well um so i just wanted to quickly provide some tips to properly self-care during this time of uncertainty and trauma and a revolution um so first and foremost i want to say take time away from your screens whether that be your phone or your tv um because there's a thin line between you know i know there's a thin line between wanting to stay informed um 
and needing a break to self-care but always take that time if you need it because although you want to continue to educate yourself there's also a thin line between educating yourself and soaking up black trauma which is something that black trauma porn which is something our society likes to perpetrate onto us live every day like it's your last for those whose lives ended far too soon it's okay to enjoy going out with friends or posting about stuff completely unrelated to what is currently going on in the world i understand it's all about reading the room so yeah maybe don't post a thirst trap but if you want to if you saw a funny tweet it's okay to post it do not feel guilty because you're choosing not to be consumed with trauma 24 7 and really above all else seek help from a professional as black people we have generational trauma for those that don't know is when those who never directly experienced trauma such as enslavement rape lynchings murder can still exhibit signs and symptoms of that trauma and so because we experience generational trauma sometimes we don't know why we're feeling the way that we're feeling because we were never directly affected by it but it's important that we reach out to a professional we unpack our feelings and we continue to keep our mental health a priority. Um, and remember to speak positive affirmations into your life. Um, so I have a few. I want you guys to just really listen to me and repeat after me. I am beautifully and wonderfully made. Say it. I told you to say it. <laughs> I love being black and will continue to do so unapologetically. I am not the issue, racism is. If you have any other positive affirmations, please leave them in the comment section underneath the Instagram post for this episode so that other people can take one as they so need it. Um, and above all else, just schedule time for some much needed self-care. I don't have a journaling prompt for this week, um, but I just want you guys to continue to take care of yourself. I love you guys. And honestly, despite everything that happens to our people i will always love being black thank you guys for listening to me rant and debrief